Squad Radio, the music you want. With your host, Jeez Dan. I just happen to be a superhero. What's up, party people? It's Keys Dan with RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com, coming to you live and in living color from the Radio What Studios. And this is my podcast, What Makes You Famous? It's an extension of the RadioWhat.com internet radio station that I've been running for quite some time. And if you need DJ services, where do I always send you? DJLittleRock.com. One more time, DJLittleRock.com. Check availability and get a free price quote, and maybe you could have me at your next event. You know I like to party with the people. The people need to be entertained. Are you not entertained? Let me entertain you. <laughs> Today on the program, I have Marina Am Dream. Who's Marina Am Dream? What? What? Where you been? Under a rock? <laughs> if you don't know uh, a lot about Marina Am Dream, you're going to get to know a little bit more about Marina Am Dream in the next few minutes. So stick around. This week's shows, I have one public show at the Rab in Conway, Arkansas, Friday night. Yeah, my regular video dance party, karaoke jam. Yeah, I said karaoke. You're the stars of the show at the Rab in Conway, Arkansas. The place to be eight until 12:30 in the am they got a full bar kitchens open pool tables they got a pool tournament on friday night so if you want to try to make some money on a friday night playing pool i encourage you to check out the rab in conway arkansas do it do it <laughs> all right let's get into it with marina am dream now this is a pretty fun one i had an in-studio visit from marina am dream so i didn't have to use skype i didn't have to use a phone any electronical uh, a communication device other than you know the recording devices that i use so if you're listening to the audio version of this i encourage you to check out the video version where you'll see marina am dream sitting right next to me all right let's get into it with marina am dream recording marina am dream now <laughs> okay, so see how wild I am? Okay, I gotta get this together. This is really... Ah, I'm on the podcast! Woo! Oh am I on the podcast? You're on the podcast. Ah, yes! You will have to cut this part out, but this is probably no. the most exciting... No? I'm not recording. I'm not cutting anything. Oh my gosh, this is the most exciting guest. Excited guest you've ever had. Like, ever! I'm so excited, guys! I'm on the podcast! Woo! Marina and Dream, everybody. Oh, my goodness. Welcome <laughs> to the What Makes You Famous podcast. <laughs> you about to have a good time. Give the people an idea of who you are. Who are you, Marina and Dream? Oh, my goodness. So, I am from Ukraine. My name is Marina. And Am Dream stands for American Dream. And I am a motivational speaker, a dancer, a rapper, a writer, a photographer, a videographer, and uh, just your friend. <laughs> well, let's go through all those little phases. What, oh, snap. What came first when you were in the Ukraine? How long were you in the Ukraine before you came to the United States? 19 years. 19 years. So you spent your whole young life, your formidable years yeah. uh, in the Ukraine. Uh, what is it like growing up in the Ukraine? Because now that you know the United States, how it is here. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you that are listening to the audio version only, you're gonna you have to check out the video because 
Marina has dream is sitting here next to me and she's crazy. She's crazy. All right. I'm having the best time, y'all. This is awesome. <laughs> All right. So in the Ukraine, tell me about the Ukraine. Because, you know, people that, that, that live in the United States, they think about the Ukraine. They think about the USSR and then the, what, what became uh, Russia, what used to be the Soviet Union. And then it became, you know, uh, tell me about that transition. I mean, you're not that old of a person. But um, you might remember some pieces of, of what that was. Tell me about the Ukraine. Well, um, Ukraine became independent in 1991. And I don't know the whole story, but long story short is that the top people, um, and don't quote me on that, but they basically did not want to be under Russia. And uh, there was a time to break up and try to be on our own. And we are a fairly young country. And a lot of people call it the Ukraine. It's not the Ukraine, it's Ukraine, it's independent. Uh, it's actually the largest uh, country in Europe, believe it or not. And uh, we, like any other country, we love food, we love family, we love travel, education is big over there, technology. Now with the internet, we're finally connected to the world. And um, But what makes us... Um, you know, I would say um, different from most uh, con developed countries is that we are considered a third world country, although it's getting better, but um, the quality of life is definitely not as good as, for example, in America. Uh, a lot of poor, depressed people, um, unfortunately, alcohol and drugs over there is a thing. Um, but, you know, me, for example, I just immerse in education and people who value education and they work hard and they make it. And family bonds are very strong in my country because if you don't, you know, stick together, you won't survive because the, you know, the living over there is so hard. Everything is so expensive. Um, but if you if you work hard, you can make it anywhere, even in Ukraine. And so my mom had three or four jobs to raise us, and I was always top at school. And then uh, back to your question about the breakup so yeah the breakup happened i actually was born my age y'all 1987 so i was in soviet union for four years of my life and i just remember when um the breakthrough happened i mean there was shortage of food uh the utilities was high it was just it was not it was not good for regular population at all like the breakup actually hurt us and uh, a lot of people didn't like it but you know the people on top want to be independent, so we had to follow follow <laughs> leadership. And uh, the breakup happened, and from that point on, the country, you know, has always tried to make it. But if you if you study history, everybody always wants to get us. And I think one of the main reasons is because we have a lot of natural resources, and the soil is very um, what's the word when uh, crops. Uh, grow very well. Oh, you have very fertile land. Yeah, that one. Yeah, we have a very fertile land. Like for example, our land is black, and mm -hmm. it's 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 very very rare to have a black land and black soil. It's like that's the one that's the most fertile, and uh, agriculture is uh, very very popular. And this is a random fact, but Ukraine is sunflower capital of the world. <laughs> that is a random fact. Yes, and if you Google Ukraine sunflowers, go to images Google. Uh, you will see that we have sunflowers everywhere, and yeah, we 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 export the most sunflowers than anybody in the world. That's probably the only thing that I'm proud of. I'm kidding. There's a lot more, but uh, um, and we just uh, I don't know what my thought was, but we just try to make it, and um, um, 
uh, as hard as it is, like in any country, if you work hard, you can make it anywhere. Um, I, I, me, I've always tried to be positive and think bigger than myself, and I've always been fascinated by U.S. and long story short, I'm here. No, but long story longer. You know, forgive me if I'm if I ask questions that are kind of silly that that you might find that that are dumb, but. I don't know a lot about the Ukraine. I don't know a lot about the Soviet Russia. All we have is caricatures here in the United States when when we see movies and and even Arnold Schwarzenegger had a movie called Red Heat and and he played a a Russian uh, cop that came over to America because of cocaine. There was so many you know so much cocaine over there, and you already mentioned that there was some drug use and and some problems with that. And I I think with any country that tries to break out on their own, even the yeah. United States back in 1776, when they were trying to, to form a new country, they had problems because they didn't have central, the, the, what they've always known. Yes, the king, King George was a very bad man, according to a lot of people. I don't know him. I don't know him very well. But I'm guessing that with the Ukraine uh, having Soviet Russia, having uh, the having Moscow uh, and, and the uh, the central government, you had to have some kind of stability and then to break off on your own. Yeah, uh, it had to be somewhat different. And yes, you, you were four years old when when they got uh, when they broke off from the Soviet Union. But you spent your so your school life growing up in Ukraine uh, knowing the history of of Soviet Union and then learning about your own government. How did the government form itself uh, in, in Ukraine? Do you, do you remember? Was it demo democratic or was it autocratic or how, how did I that mean, happen? Uh, I'm not into like all that. Mm -hmm. uh, by the way, I, I lost my turn of thought earlier. I'm going to finish about the yes. government. But uh, yeah, I feel like everybody's always trying to get us because uh, of natural resources and the uh, size. And um, I don't know if I should say it, but there is a country like next to us that right now occupied a couple of our regions already. And they yeah. just need a... To go and they even annexed uh, one of our regions, and I just I don't know. I, I I feel like I wish I would. Everybody would just leave us alone and let us be. And and I don't know. It's just it with history. Everybody always wants to get us, but we fighters, man. Ukrainians are fighters. We survivors. We're strong. We fight back strong, and we are patri patri. Is Patriotic, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've heard of Ukraine in the news. There's There are resources there that people want to get. And, and look, I'm not afraid to say it. America, we go over to the Middle East and we try to get their resources as well. If a country has something that you want, uh, there's going to be people that want to get it from you, whether it be through diplomatic uh, means uh, in trade. Hey, look, I'll trade you this piece of gum for that shoestring over there. You know, if, if people want something, hopefully they they can find some sort of barter system, some sort of trade that can do. But if they want it and the people are, of that country do not want to give it up, man, people are going to fight. Yeah. And, and resort to violence, and I don't like that at all. Of course, I'm not a I'm not a guy that wants to join the army, and and I wish there was no army. I wish we could all live together and live live in peace and harmony. But uh, that's not the way of the world, is it? Yeah, yeah. But but the positive thing is, the, yes. the government formed. We mm -hmm. have a president. We have a parliament, and uh, it's just there is still. I, I want everybody to know that there is so much good in Ukraine. Y'all, like, if you ever visit any capital cities, like, it is so fancy, y'all. The best food, shopping, travel, beautiful, especially, like, so much history. I mean, my country, uh, you know, 
legally is from 1991, but then it's been around for like generations and we have cathedrals and we have opera theaters and we have orchestras and like I am from a huge city. I'm from half a million people city. And I come to go to school in Montgomery, Alabama. I was like, oh, Chanel, that's a little town right here. But uh, yeah, and so I'm just used to like everything is big and big streets and lights and everybody's gorgeous. Let me talk about people. Oh my gosh, I'm sure you can Google Ukrainian women. All right. So I remember one funny story when I used to be a translator for uh, American missionaries, and when they would go around the city, they'd be like, look at our ladies, be like, oh my gosh, Hollywood, Hollywood, Hollywood. Yeah, I don't look like a typical Ukrainian girl, uh, me, because I dress like very simple, but some of our girls are so extra and just beautiful people, uh, very kind, and hospitality on the next level. Like, I would starve, but I would make sure that you have food. Like, it's so giving. And supportive of each other. And yes, there are moments like in any country. But man, like I am proud to be Ukrainian to the core. Although I did come to U.S. for a better life. Because I know being in U.S. I can reach, reach like a whole bigger population. Because of more people speak English than Ukrainian and Russian. But man, Ukraine is an amazing country. And I want everybody to know that. Well, Marina and Dream, you, you mentioned food. You mentioned the culture. And yeah. a lot of people, when they want to share culture with somebody... It all starts with the food. Yes. It, you know, you start, a, you share a meal with someone. Tell me about the Ukrainian food. Uh, being a guy that likes food, obviously, if you're looking at the video, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I have this this very little little person next to me, next to this big person. Uh, where's where's medium? I got small and large. Where's medium? I don't have one in the middle. <laughs> but uh, you know, if if you're talking about the food in Ukraine, tell me about the food in Ukraine. What what kind of substances are in that? Is it vegetables? Is it meat? What do we got yeah definitely uh vegetables definitely meat um so if you think of european food in general like i mean think of the top chefs you know it's just so fancy and beautifully plated and then forgive me for saying that i come to america and you have like buffets with big like containers i'm like our food will be served just you know really and, and there are some restaurants here that serve food like that, but for the most part here, everything is simple, ready to go, everybody's busy, eat and go home, you know. But in my country, we put a lot of thought into presentation as well. But the food, um, I would say uh, it, you definitely have to develop taste for it because it's not as, uh, like right here, you, you use all these spices and everything is so juicy and buttery and uh, even spicy at times, like... A lot of Americans who I worked with uh, before, they would say my food is like plain. <laughs> I mean, salt and pepper, parsley, onion, garlic. That's probably like all the spices we have. Um, of course, there are more, but it's not as like right here. If you watch recipes, they will put like 10, 10 types of spices from all over the world in one dish. A little bit of this and a little bit of this and a little bit of this. And it's like, oh my goodness, all these spices and my kind of salt and pepper, good to go. <laughs> so it's a little bit plain, uh, but we definitely like soup. This one thing that is so different from um, this country uh, is that like in my country for lunch, I don't know why it's believed that it's good for your gut to have a bowl of soup. Like it's religious. I don't. I don't. I'm Americanized now. I don't do it. But usually, you gotta have a bowl of soup. And we have chicken noodle soup. And we have borscht, which is like a soup from beef and and, uh, and uh, beef or pork. Um, 
and it has like tomatoes and then it's like red it's red because of it's made from beets um so that and then we have mashed potatoes and fried chicken or baked chicken like everywhere else and we have katliata which is like it's like a burger it's, it's it tastes a lot like a burger but the difference is um burger sometimes doesn't have salt or anything it's just like plain meat uh fried together uh grilled together in uh, katliata has like uh an egg and maybe even some bread and some salt and pepper and it just tastes like very very juicy um but it and it's it's a little thicker um than a burger i saw a lot of people like that also i became vegetarian but back in the day and we did a lot of that uh we definitely have fried fish um and uh one thing that um i've learned that like in my country um the, the health like eat healthy food is not as uh common as um but in my country you just eat what you what you um get your hands on and over here there is a variety you can be picky and i'm americanized now i'm very picky now either back in the day you eat what you have man what you because the scarcity of food is so uh, uh uh you know wide that there is not a lot of food you just uh, eat what you get get your hands on now um a lot of people eat like this you put piece of bread and on top you put for example butter <clears throat> and uh, a piece of like sausage or salami and it, it kind of blew my mind that in america you put bread then you put something in the middle and then you put bread on top mm. In, yes. In my country, you only put bread and something on it, and that's it. You don't put like two, two, two breads. Is it out of necessity? Is there not uh, enough bread, uh, or, or, or do we we've not heard of a sandwich in the Ukraine? In I Ukraine? mean, now of course, yes, at the internet, I'm sure there are sandwiches now. But <laughs> when I grew up, it's only one bread, mm -hmm. and and probably probably the the lack of bread, like that's probably one bread. Um, when it comes to desserts, oh my gosh, like we eat a lot of sweetest condensed milk. Hmm. Which is in this country, it's only like a coffee cream type of thing. Right. But like right here, you have, I guess, sugars everywhere, cinnamon, cinnamon is everywhere. Um, I don't know what, what else, like, with, you know, basically just sugar and icing. But in my country, like, sweetest condensed milk will be in all the cakes and all the icings. And I don't know, we're just really obsessed with, I don't know why, sweetest condensed milk for some reason. So it blew my mind that I come in America, people are like, ah, oh, whatever, you just. Put in a coffee, and that's it. Like in my in my in my country, is like sweet condensed milk is like a staple in the house. Everybody always has it, uh, and you can have it, of course, with a drink or with a pastry, or just even just put it on on a bread. It makes it taste better. Um, what else we eat? No, um, I get it. And, and you say your mom was working two and three and four jobs just to yeah. make ends meet. Uh, do you still have some family over in Ukraine? I have a, a mother still there. Yeah. yeah. And do you get to talk to her some? Or? Yeah, I, I talk to her from time to time. Yes, sir. Have you ever get get back to Ukraine at all? Or? I got back one time mm -hmm. uh, for two years, and then I came back here again. So, yes, I, I in, in 13 years I've been here. Um, in the middle of the 13 years, two years, I, I went home and came back. And now let, let me finish about the drinks. Please. Uh, definitely not as much water is here. I mean, of course, there is water and everything. But people like, it's almost almost like a fruit punch. Like, you, it's called compote. And what you do is that you take water and then you boil any fruit you want. A lot of, like, berries, because then it'll be red. Uh, but you actually like, got to boil it. And then you just pour out the 
whatever turns out to this drink you know you don't even have to ha have the fruit you just have the drink and we really we really like this fruity drink that is called compote and as close to it as i can describe it's just like a fruit punch but it's not one of those packaged like here it's actual like real fruit that you uh boil and and also tea you know how with like a cup of tea mm -hmm. like oh my gosh Tea and pastry is like religious, especially in afternoon. Afternoon tea, oh yes, not not much coffee, but the tea. Especially if you have company, you always put some tea, some cookies, and you just have a conversation. And uh, uh, the hospitality in Ukraine is everything. You always, no matter who comes your way, you always gotta serve something, either cookies or actual meal, whatever you have. You just make people. Uh, uh, feel welcomed and we definitely make a lot of connection in my country sort of food like food gets people together there are a lot of conversations and holidays and crying everything you want is around food like yeah, yeah. I think that's a, a worldwide thing is sharing a meal is a way to get to know people uh, you can get to know their cultures you can get to know what they what yeah. they like to eat yeah. if they're eating a lot of rich foods you go oh that guy's gonna be real fat for the rest of his life because he's <laughs> not eating vegetables he <laughs> needs so to eat fun. more vegetables but you know you can see that that people if they, you know they drink water they have a nice salad you can start to emulate oh okay that's how they they get to have their habits uh, proper and they get their exercise and they get the way you know, you get to you get to know people through their food, and, and you get to <laughs> to learn about their cultures as well. Now, I've never had borscht, you know, yeah. and I know that if you watch a, a any movie that has any caricature of of Russian cuisine, Ukraine yeah. cuisine, anywhere in the in the um, was it Eastern a, a, Eastern what would they call it Eastern Europe, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm they have the, the borscht. Yeah. You know, the beets. Yeah. Yeah. Is beets something that, that gets grown quite a bit? Besides, you know, yeah. besides the sunflowers that are sitting yeah. there and uh, Any, abundant. Yeah, beets and carrots and onions and peppers. Like, just, uh, we, um, uh, because the food is such a scarcity, a lot of people still grow their own food. And I grew up so poor. I remember one time all we had was squash. Yep, we ate squash all summer. I just, oh my gosh, there's a lot of squash. So a lot of people survive because I have gardens and there's a lot of um, preserve preservatives. Like you preserve your own food. So like during summer, you would make different preserves like as a jam or even you preserve vegetables even like vegetable salads there's like a whole thing um, my mama would do it a lot i never learned how to do it but <clears throat> she would like preserve a lot of food and then when you're hungry you just open a jar and, and eat and so there's a lot of uh, gardens in ukraine like a home gardens like garden is very very uh popular i think like i feel like every unless you live like in the city um you know, because there is no land in the city. But usually, if you have a house, everybody has a garden, and they grow their own food. So right. when it comes to beets, yeah, they'll be growing beets and then making borscht. All right. Well, Marina Andreen, that's the home life. Now, tell me about the school life. You, you got your four years old. Uh, Ukraine is breaking off from Mother Russia, and uh, you know, here you are, a, a, a little girl going off to public school, or do you do homeschool, or is it a combination of the both? I usually do public school. You guys, I'm recording. Hey, hey, yeah. Um, we talk about school right now. Hello. Um, I would did public school. I went to school when I was six years old, and um, went uh, to school all the way <clears throat> through ninth grade. Mm -hmm. 
And in my country, I don't know now. I've been, I haven't been there for so long. But uh, when I was growing up, when you were ninth grade, you have a choice: is it to go to tenth or eleventh school, or leave for like the straight college? And because uh, technical colleges in Ukraine are very, very popular. It's very. In- I grew up in a very industrial area, a lot of plants and mines, and uh, just very industrial area. Um, manufacturers and so a lot of people will get like trade degrees and uh, I uh, real <laughs> strange reason why I left school but um, I just didn't I, I didn't feel like I fit in in my school I wasn't uh, I wasn't rich I wasn't popular I, w- I had like my own self-esteem issues and I just feel like this as soon as I got a chance to get out I got out so I went to trade school college and uh, I got a degree in ecology uh, because it was cheaper than the one I wanted. Uh, I wanted to study finance, but it was too expensive. So I ended up studying whatever I could afford, which was ecology. It was all right. I don't really care much about it, but I have a degree in ecology. Woo-hoo. <laughs> but uh, you have a degree. That, you know, you did. You go, you, uh, did you use any of it? No, because when I was getting my master's to, uh, to get my master's in ecology, I got an opportunity to come to college here. And so I quit my master's in Ukraine, came here, and they put me to freshman. I was like, oh, snap. <laughs> so, uh, and then I, uh, another story, like, y'all, I'm a motivational speaker. It'll take us hours to get to know why and why I am. But long story short, I uh, had somebody who helped me get here, and he told me, why don't you study business management? I was like, okay, well, I guess, cool. Well, in my country, if you get it, because I got a scholarship. In my country, if you get a scholarship, you get a scholarship for any, uh, 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 no. In my country, you get a scholarship for a particular degree. Mm-hmm. Here, what I've learned is that if you get a scholarship, you can choose any degree that you want. Mm. Well, when he told me business management, I thought that this is the scholarship that I got it for. And I was like, okay, well, I guess that's what I'm going to study. Uh, and then to my devastation, two and a half years down the road, I found out that I could actually choose a degree. So, uh, but in order for me to switch, uh, see, I feel like if I had a chance, I was really into English at that time, I would definitely be English major. Two and a half years down the road, I wanted to ch- uh, change it to theater. And they told me that if I change it to theater, then it would take me like another two, three years to complete it. So I, I couldn't afford it. So long story short, I have two college degrees that I don't give a damn about. Mm. Yep. Well, that, that's something that we've heard as, as well it's in so the United sad. States growing up. Something gets chosen for you. Mm-hmm. Hey, you're going to be a baker. You're going to be a butcher. You're going to be a, a, a lot doctor. Of times you're going to be parents. This. Forgive me, parents who's listening, but parents are, <clears throat> are party poopers sometimes. Because mm. they like we tell. Wanna be, you know what my very first job I wanted to be? I what? Archaeologist. Why not? Uh, well, because my mama told me you're not going to make no money. So I just, okay, well, she killed my dream. And I now I don't really care about archaeology. But the reason I was really into archaeology, because we had this doctor, uh, PhD doctor, or archaeologist, my neighbor. And I was just fascinated by him and his stories about archaeology. And he was just in the university. He was so respected. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I want to do archaeology. I was probably 10 when I wanted to do it. But my mom was like, no, you're not going to make no money. So she killed my dream. But what I'm saying is, like, a lot of times we just, people tell us what you can or cannot do. All because of finances. Like, I uh, wanted, um, one thing that I admitted is that, like, I did a lot of sports. And when I was growing up, um, and then I was in a dance academy. That's another sad story. Why I, I'm happy now, y'all. But I had to go through it to get where I'm today. But like I, 
I wasn't. A, I, I went to dance academy when I was six years old, and a few months down the road, my mom was like, "I can't afford it." I was like, "Oh my gosh!" And so my brother was in a different dance academy, and in his dance academy was buy one get one get one free. Like if you if, if there's one uh, brother and sister, you pay like for one. And so I had to go to his dance academy, and there was a different genre, so I didn't like care about it at all. I'm surprised that I did that one for six years. And then I quit because I didn't feel like I was growing because I was in a dance academy that I did not like. So watch, I wasn't in a dance academy because my mama couldn't afford it, the one that I liked. Then I have two degrees uh, that I don't care about. So fast forward, I and we may get into it a little bit, but uh, because I just kept getting what I don't want, like I developed depression or kill myself twice because I'm like, why am I freaking studying and, and what am I doing with my life? I keep doing what I don't want to do. But it had to happen. So like right now I'm living my best life. I finally do what I want to do. And uh, I, now I study psychology and leadership and business and nobody can tell me nothing because finally for the first time in my life, I tell myself what I can, what I can or cannot study. Not my mama or not my professors. And now I, I just, I'm such a nerd. I study so much now and I just, I love my life now because finally I don't depend on no parents or teachers. I'm a wrong boss now. I love what, that I get to study now what I like to study. So my educational, uh, although I've, I had my first college 4.0 4, uh, GPA, the second wow. Ukrainian college, American college 3.5 GPA. So I'm a little, wow. I'm a little smart. Uh, <laughs> but uh, now I finally, for the first time in my life, get to study what I like to study. And I'm all in, y'all. Like, I'm all in about uh, studying, you know, human behavior or how we make decisions or our emotions or ideas and I read a lot of self-help books basically mm -hmm. so that's uh, that's where I am right now with my school and I'm a firm believer in continuous education if anybody's listening I made a huge mistake after I graduated from my second college because like my schools I was like I'm done I will never open the book again <laughs> bad mistake for the next like what 11 or 12 years I didn't read much at all, and long story short, my brain atrophied, for real. I feel like I became, like, dumb. And then I, I you know, turned of events, I came across Tony Robbins' video, and he said that he read 700 books to become who he is today. And I was like, oh, schnapp, I, I guess I, if I want to be a motivational speaker, I got to read. I got to catch up. You know, yeah. maybe like one or two more books and I'll be right there. <laughs> so uh, that's how I started reading. And I read every day, y'all. Feed your mind because if you don't, it atrophies. And then reading helps you, of course, make decisions. And be it helps you in conversations. It helps you in business. It helps you to be a better, happier person. And also, to me, reading helps me with my anxiety. Mm. It really calms my mind, you know. If I read like a lot that day, man, I go around the day like nothing bothers me. I'm as chill as a cucumber, like because you know you read a lot and then your mind is just kind of like now chilling. <laughs> so uh, reading is so beneficial. Um, and if you want to especially share you, if you want to teach, if you want to share your wisdom, I don't know. And reading to me is like you having a conversation with somebody, yeah, for real, like with the author. Um, I love it. And then when I get to uh, uh, share because I mean I feel like that I have time and I have money to buy books any books that I want like it's a privilege 
I feel like a lot of people in the world, especially in the third world country, they don't have access to any book in the world that they want. I do. And because I'm so free, privileged, I'm so grateful, I feel like um, I should share. And I share some of the snippets. So I don't plagiarize everybody. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. But I do uh, share some of the snippets that I learned. And I write a lot. And so far, you know, so far, people like it. <laughs> well, saying you were, if you're lonely, uh, you're saying that reading a book could help you to, to feel like you have a friend that, yeah. that's talking to you at least. Yeah, and I mean, some people like uh, fiction books and they like stories I like to imagine. To me, I like self-help books uh, because I went through almost killing myself twice to now being the happiest one of the happiest people in the world. And the way I, I mean, first of all, God, face definitely God has helped me uh, turn my life around. But then uh, I never had like a therapist I just started literally reading self-help books. And what, what happens is that when you read something, it's like light bulb goes up. You're like, oh, oh, okay, well, that's what I did. I should not have done it. Oh, okay, you know. Like, for example, I would highly recommend Crucial Conversations book. Mm. And it, it really, uh, a lot of lawyers, I mean, I feel like every lawyer in the world uh, have read this book. Uh, so, like, I, you know, used to have a temp. I'm a domestic violence survivor. And I would fight with everybody. And I was just bad mouse. Like, I was just a bad girl back in the day. Well, because nobody has ever taught me how to manage my anger and how to uh, manage conflicts. And when I read this book, I was like, oh, my gosh. I wonder why one of the reasons was so bad is because I was just a mess like I couldn't hold a conversation I would snap back and you know always want to be right and uh, call names people I mean just wrong bad and after reading this book I'm like girl all I gotta do is just listen <laughs> and compromise that's basically to sum it up you gotta listen compromise and there's always find a way you know to find a solution with anybody no matter how hard a disagreement is or if not we'll just walk away but back in the day I would just fight because I didn't know any better nobody taught me any better and that's one of the things, many things that I've learned in my life. And now, y'all, I can manage better disagreements. And uh, my life is so much better because of that. And then I've learned a lot about, I'm a, um, maybe we'll get talk to it. I feel like I'll have to come back on so many stories. Uh, I'm an eating disorder survivor. So I've read a lot of, um, because nobody taught me, my mama, forgive me, mama, but she, you know, she would eat uh, fried and late at night and big portions like she never taught me how to eat right and guess what I've done I've read a lot of fitness and nutrition books and now y'all I'm in my one of my best weights uh, I'm a little heavier than I used to be when I had eating disorders but I'm healthy and uh, a lot of people say I'm hot you know it's because I'm a vegetarian I eat super healthy organic just like because I read uh, I read books by models oh yes if you want to look like a model read book by a model and uh, they would tell me, like, you eat roasted vegetables, or in the morning you start out with water and a splash of apple cider, drink through straw, though, for your teeth, you know, what vitamins to take. Like, I'm very conscious of my health because I've read books about it. You know, just, I can go on and on about how books has changed my life, and it's only up from here. And I, I'm proud to say that I'm self-taught. Like, everything... I've turned around my life now because of, I don't, I'm not saying therapists uh, are not helpful. They absolutely are. Or life coaches are absolutely helpful. If you don't have time to read as much, you know, go just hire a professional. But me, I turn my life around just because of books. Yeah, I want you to go on and on and on because you, you seem <laughs> like a person that's very well adjusted and you've you've come through a lot, a, a lot. So tell me, all right, I want to take you back to the dark times, to the two times that you said that you were suicidal. Oh, or, uh, did you had people 
Did you have people around you that you could talk to? No. Or was it you digging into your own self? Yep. And and did you go to a library and find a book? What was the book that pulled you out of the first? Bible. The Bible. Okay. So was there any particular books of the Bible? I've read this this book at least five times over my the course of my life, and it's it's like stereo instructions. You know, you have to take little pieces and figure out, oh, wait, it, 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 what happened? Who begat what? Especially yeah. Leviticus. You know, it's kind of it's kind of difficult. But, you know, once you get through some of the parts, some of the parts really do uh, help you. It's a good book of instructions. Whether yeah. you believe it's that like it's a, a true story or not. It's a guide. It's a guide. It's a good yeah. book. Now, tell me, tell me about the parts that, that you read and, and that pulled you out of, uh, of the I darkness. I like Psalms. Everything. Psalms is like the best book ever. It's so uplifting. I just love it so much. And Psalms is like memes. It's like, uh, you know, you can put these Psalms on a meme and uh, and they'll, they'll uplift you. You put them on a poster yes. at your office at Any, work. Anyone, anyone. I just, I love Psalms so much. But I literally just, uh, I just, uh, I got to the point where I said, you know, God, I can't do it anymore. And I started reading the Bible every day. And uh, long story short, I met my uh, ex-husband, and I really, truly believe that he's, you know, people say, uh, in the beginning, you know, some people you meet for a season, and I feel like he's, I'm grateful that, you know, I, I, he, I feel like, because I was with him all the time, I couldn't, like, really be depressed or suicidal or have eating disorders, because I was with him, and uh, I truly believe that God sent me my ex-husband, and uh, that's what kind of pulled me out, um, you know, out of depression. So people do help, absolutely. If one thing I would tell you, if you're going through anything right now, uh, depression, if you're sad, you know, ask for help or go talk to somebody. Marina Amdrim, write me a message, we'll talk. But just uh, being alone, that's where what happened to me. I was alone in a room in college um, by myself, no family at all. And uh, I just started creating these stories in my head. I would say stuff to myself like, there is no point, or I'm useless, or I'm worthless, or like, uh, everything's so bad. And, you know, if, if you if you keep saying to yourself like, oh, everything's so bad, everything's so bad, everything, I mean, you start to believe in that everything's so bad. But right now, I want to challenge you to change that thought. So, you know what? Life can be great. And it's almost like, you're like, girl, what is you talking about? Like, life is terrible. It's not great. I know right now it seems this way, but it's almost you have to, like, fake it to make it, to believe it, you know? At first, it may sound odd and unnatural if you start just, all of a sudden, I'm going to just smile every day, even if uh, deep inside I feel like crap. But what it happens is that you got to almost control your physical uh, uh, gestures and uh, physical stamina because here's the thing when you're depressed guess what we do we curl up like a ball and we feel sorry for ourselves so i challenge you right now just get up straighten up and stand in a superman pose for like two minutes and tell tell people what what is the superman pose well you 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 put your uh i don't know hands right on your waist uh and uh you and you uh open your chest as wide as you can and you just stand uh, very straight and breathe deep and uh, I know it may sound so odd but like have a smile on your face you be, and this the widest smile you could have You're like girl like why am I going to be standing in the room smile like a crazy person it's okay I promise you just holding a smile even for a minute or two it's almost like you trick your brain into feeling better 
and this trick definitely can help you like immediate feeling better um, it's proven by science so much that if you change your uh, body physiology then your mind will kind of catch up and uh, come along and it'll make you feel better but the secret to getting out of depression or any problem you have is just being consistent and almost like you have to de- now I'm getting into my life coaching but mm-hmm. you gotta like decide that I choose to be happy no matter what like I am going to be happy every single day and like me for example do I have bad moments absolutely sometimes you know I have my moments but the the difference between me now when I have my bad moments to before, I don't, like, that's what Tony Robbins would say. I don't stay there for a long time. Back in the day, okay, I had a good pity party. Like, every day, my pity party was, I mean, my pity parties were so good every single day. Like, me and my pity party. Oh, yes, oh, yes. And I got to the point, you know what? I don't want to have pity party anymore. Now I want to have a positive party every day. And uh, the life can be so much better if you just become more positive, man, and really be conscious of your negative thoughts. But it's a continuous progress. It's every day. But guess what? I have a good news for you. It's going to get easier. And again, if you're going through something, of course, do ask for professional help. You may need some uh, medication as well. But I don't take medication, although a lot of doctors has told me that I need to get anxiety medication, struggle from anxiety. Uh, but instead of taking medication, I meditate a lot. And that's one of the things that could help you too. You can uh, uh, deep breathe for like 10 minutes every day or go for a walk, listen to music, basically find something that will relax you because stress can kill people. Mm. Absolutely. It can really it can cause you cancer and headaches and everything stress can kill people so learn how to manage your stress and your negative thinking and uh i don't know how we got all of this to here i think we talked about suicide but um i can uh and, and also have purpose very very important there has to be a reason why you're here and so that comes from knowing your gifts knowing what you good at and knowing what you like knowing what you want if you don't know if you like i don't know what i want to do uh, I just, I'm just useless and worthless and I'm ugly, whatever you say to yourself, here's what you should do. Just drop everything, stop thinking, everything bad that you're thinking about yourself or your life, if you have no idea what you want to do, go volunteer. Like, that's it. I feel like going volunteering is like number one remedy for somebody who uh, doesn't know what to do with their lives, thinks badly about themselves because of the way they look or they feel or their status, education, maybe people had let them down. Like, I don't know what it is, but there are food banks and soup kitchens and uh, homeless shelters, like, or, or just even if you don't want to go around with people, just go in your, on your home street and pick up some trash. Mm. Like, for real. Like, there's, I don't know where you live, but where I live, trash is like a scene. And I'm like, just even if you pick up your trash, you know, oh, I'm doing something good, even when nobody's watching. But of course, I suggest volunteer with people, but interaction with people is very, very helpful if you're going through stuff. And so... Uh, one of the reasons why I almost committed suicide twice is because I was a selfish bee, excuse my language. Like, I don't know if you can curse on this one, but like, I, uh, I just, it's all about how I felt and what I wanted and what people could give me. And I was just selfish, man. Like now, since I have a purpose of serving and, and, and helping people and doing motivational speakers, I am so much happy because I don't put myself first. I put others first. What do they want? I'm such a people pleaser now. And I'm, don't get me wrong, I'm important, absolutely. But when it comes to a, a good, fulfilling life, you got to, you know, have service at the core of your being. And uh, if you start volunteering, 
you may you may create new connections and also i mean i hope it's going to make you feel better at least at least okay if you're going to serve 200 meals a day at least it'll take your mind off your sadness like for real like i mean even if you serve in a meal and your mind is still wondrous and still telling you bad things well guess what come back the next day the next day and eventually it's almost like you are in a fight with your own brain and here's what's happening is that our brains are designed to make us survive and comfortable like that's it that's that's what brains are made for to make us survive and if there's anything that will make us uncomfortable the brain will do anything to try to talk you out of it especially like imagine it's early morning 5 a.m and you want to go to for the run and you're tired get what your brain is going to tell you oh marina just go kiss just go to sleep like it's okay just go to sleep well, you got to fight that. You got to be like, no, I'm not going to go to sleep because I'm going to go around because I'm going to be this amazing athlete and I'm going to be in the NBA. And so you got to fight your own brain because it's going to keep trying to talk you out of anything you want to do forever till the rest of your life because all it wants you to do, literally, if it was up to following what our brains wants us to do, it's just basically we will have to be just eat, sleep, and go to the bathroom and and recreate. Like, that's it. That's what brain wants us to do. But we want to do higher than that. And anything higher, anything better requires effort and work and self-talk and face and service and so just try to man try to talk talk yourself out of it and you know yes you may have therapist may I, yes i may say something and kids may say something or whatever you look up to whoever can say something your parents but i hate to tell you in the end of the day if you don't say to yourself i'm done with being sad i am going to get up and i'm going to make an effort and i'm going to wash up if you're feeling down right now as simple as go have a shower right now, like for real, brush your teeth, it's like, it's such a basic thing, but a lot of people, and I was one of those, I would be in bed for days, but something about having a shower, it's like you just wash it all off, it may make you feel better just having a shower, go outside, you know, take a walk, look at the trees, um, you gotta learn how to be present, that's what happens with uh, our minds, is that like we create um, these thoughts is, and we almost like uh, uh, forget where we are almost because we like disappear in our own thoughts so I want you like wherever you're right now I want you to touch a chair or a bed or even to just touch your hand you, your, and feel the touch okay come back to present or listen like you listen to us right now that's great uh, or, or just just listen the sound can can help you come back to present so when you are in the present moment that can help you stop, you know, the racing thoughts or whatever. And I know I can go on and on about what you can do for uh, for your depression if you're trying to kill yourself right now. Uh, but I think number one question for people, and that was for me when I was wanted to kill myself, uh, is because like why, like why, like who cares? Like nobody cares. Why should I be here? Let's just end this and end of story. Well, if I tell you why. Is because you were like there's so like you know how I don't know how many I think it's like 400 trillion when it comes to sperm and you were the one who was chosen to become you 
Mm-hmm. Not the other 400 trillion, but you. Okay, so you have a unique opportunity to uh, enjoy life. And why not to be here? Why not to experience what you, you are the lucky one to be here on this earth for this time. So why not to experience, experience amazing things? And why not to help people? Uh, a lot of people don't believe that they have gifts. I can guarantee you if we... If we go deep, I mean, I'm sure there's something that you're good at. I mean, maybe you're good at talking or, or cooking or, uh, you know, cleaning, serving, uh, inventing, eating, dancing, DJing, whatever. There's some gift that you have and we want you to share the gift with us for real. Like, I want you to bless me with your gift. And again, if you don't know what to do, just start serving. If you don't know what it is, just start serving and, and somehow you will come up. Uh, with what you should do uh, I know we don't talk much about faith on this podcast but I'm just telling like oh just pray about it I, I'm a very religious person pray about it and uh, know that uh, people do care like you will be surprised how many people will care like all you got to do is ask for help and sometimes we say to ourselves people don't care but a lot of people care and that's what I to my surprise uh, when I started making friends I was like oh my gosh actually a lot of people do want to be friends with me all you got to do is ask I, now I meet somebody hey do you want to be my friend kids do you want to be my friend I'll be your friend see awesome see how easy that is you can make friends and just enjoy the nature and travel and and good food and cultures and like why not to experience that like let's like amazing you know, so for that reason, stay with us and uh, don't 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 end it. Like stay stay with us. Marina Am Dream. That whole rant started off with a dark place and it ended up in a light place. Yeah, it tells me that you've been through so much and you've you've learned a lot for, through your reading, through your speaking to other people, to through uh, all of your experiences since then. But the, the service part is what I, I really took away from that as being such a, a great way to break yourself out of depression yeah you know if you think you have it bad you have two dollars in your pocket you're richer than most of the people in the world if you have a couple of bucks in your pocket and all you have to do is go to a soup kitchen and serve uh 200 meals uh, to people that are less fortunate than you yeah these people they cannot get a meal on their own they're so far down uh, that they can't they 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 feel like they cannot get back up and, and you're going to provide that one meal, that one piece that could save their lives. Absolutely. And that's going to help you yeah. to figure out, oh, perspective. I am doing okay. Yeah. I can feed myself. Yeah. I, I can afford to get a, a meal for myself. And then these people, there's 200 examples of people that are doing less yeah. than you or doing are less well off than you on a different level than you are uh, financially or securely. You know, they, their minds might be strong, but their their uh, lack of of uh, uh, fortune and uh, their lack of um, opportunity is uh, the opportunity is missing and you're helping them. Now, let me take you back to to uh, when you were a child. Uh, I just heard a podcast where parent there's two types of parents. There's a gardener and there's a carpenter oh, and wow. the carpenter. It sounds like you had carpenters that were trying to get you into a profession that they wanted a gardener will plant seeds and say hey look you want to be a dancer here go you want to be an archaeologist here here's a here's a shovel try that (laughs) 
be a mathematician here here's a pencil and a calculator yeah. here try that you know it just they give you a lot of different tools for your toolbox and then a carpenter will try to set something from yeah. an early age that's where you go i mean there's two different types i mean of uh, uh, parents and yes the, there can be uh there can be advantage and disadvantage to both types where a carpenter, uh, you know, you put them in that, you're going to be a doctor and there's nothing else you're going to do. No chance to be anything else. You're, you're going to be this. And they might succeed at that. Or, oh yeah, you could try dancing. You could try dolphin training. You could try being a DJ. You could try being a, pub, a motivational speaker. Try it all. Yeah. But then maybe they don't succeed as much as they but see, would. Yeah, I, I think my mother... The reason why I happened was Dance Academy and also his finance degree, it was just simply finances. Mm. Like if she could afford it, she would love to take me to dance. She would love me to take finance. Um, uh, I didn't get a scholarship for finance. I got a scholarship for ecology degree. So it was just simply money. And now when I started learning English and I paid for my own English lessons, she was super supportive because she didn't have to pay for it. Ah. <laughs> so yeah, everything when it comes to my English, everything you guys hear, I spend a lot of money on it because when I was learning English, there was no internet. Mm. Imagine to learn anything. Well, yeah, that's how I'm 33 now. But when I was learning it when I was 17, maybe America had internet. We didn't have any internet. I had cassette tapes. Yes. Oh, yes, cassette tapes. And, and I learned British English. And I would just pay for private lessons. And uh, I had uh, Oxford and Cambridge books and private lessons. And uh, my mother was director of an orphanage. You want to hear how I got here? Please. Yeah, so my mother was director of an orphanage. And American missionaries would come. And I was always fascinated by these people who talk like, like they just talk so different. And I was a little girl, about 10 years old, and I was just fascinated by these people. They looked like aliens. And they were always so happy and because uh, they were like missionaries and they would bring gifts. Oh, I loved it. And I just was inspired to learn English by these uh, two translators. They spoke such a good English and they would like translate me. And I'm like, I don't know what they say. I want to I wanna say myself. I don't want them to translate what I say. I want to learn myself. And of course, I had some, you know, naysayers who would say, oh my gosh, you'll never learn English. It's so expensive and it's so hard. Look at me now, talking to you in English language. So I literally started from the alphabet in the age of 17. And I used to talk like, like I would be very slow. I would study 10 words a day. And uh, I was just got obsessed with English. Like it, it, it just really became a passion of mine. And uh, I went through from the age of 17 from knowing three to four words to now I know thousands of words. And it's just, it's just the pure memorization. Like... It's, I don't know what else to tell you, practice and memorization, and of course, knowing grammar and knowing how to put the sentences together. Uh, learning different language is the hardest thing I've ever got to do, but it definitely opened up a lot of opportunities to me because now English is probably the most spoken language in the world. So now I've met you and I've met people from all over the world just because I speak English. So I feel like I definitely got a return on investment. Um, so if you already speak English, you're good. If you don't, you should consider learning it because English really can change your life. And that's definitely has changed mine for sure. So I would, I got inspired to learn English and then I met, um, uh, I knew that some uh, missionaries would come to my mother's orphanage and stay at the orphanage for like 10 days and so Hinat was them again that day I, I got uh, they were translators so I got inspired to learn English then uh, long story short um, I met uh, one missionary who came for Christmas 
camp and uh, we kind of he was an older gentleman but we kind of hit it off and i started working for him as a translator because back in the day there was no apps mm. there was no rosetta stone there was no oh, i'm just going to say something in the phone and it'll translate the only translator you have is a human being mm-hmm. so i was your rosetta stone i was your app that you would use to to communicate and i he would travel um all over my state and i would translate for him and then i just told him that like i've, I've always wanted to come to us i never really wanted to live here i never wanted to uh, go to school here i just wanted to visit like i was fly i was making money i was high like when I, I was living in ukraine i was living my best life you know um what kind of work were you doing there uh I was working as a translator, and I also mm-hmm. worked for this Bible Institute uh, run by Americans, uh, American missionaries, and, uh, you know, designer clothes, just good food. I mean, I was, and my mama, she didn't make me pay the bill, so everything I made, I spent on me. Yeah, it was a good life. <laughs> so, you were, nah. doing, you were doing good. Does that mean that you, you went up a, a level in class? Is that something that happens uh, a bit in Ukraine, or is it hard to go from being poor to uh, uh, be middle yeah, class. Yeah, I definitely, definitely went up in this class because I was very poor when I was just with my mother. Mm-hmm. But when I started working for myself, like my mother, she still paid the bills. She didn't really ask me to pay the bills. So everything I made, I just kept. And I spent, I basically, I spent most of it learning English for sure. English, learning English was not cheap. Absolutely not. I would have full private lessons a week like imagine a private anything in any country is a lot so i would have four private lessons a week i would buy books oh my gosh just because there was no internet all i had was books so i would buy like expensive books you know like any educational book like those thick big books how you have in college for 150 dollars like that like really big books and that's where i spend my money on and you know if i wanted some clothes you know i just would get that and so ironically uh Got an opportunity to come to college, come to college, develop depression, and kill myself. Mm. And the reason was many reasons. And I think one of them is because uh, he's, uh, if you don't get anything out of this podcast, get this, like, you got to set goals. And nobody has told me, if you set a goal, if you achieve it, you can set another one, and another one, and another one. And I want you to get something. Happiness, Tony Robbins says that, top, happiness is in the progress. You have to continue to grow. And you're like, oh, duh. Well, when I was 19, nobody told me the concept of growth. So what happened to me? I came to America and I'm like, well, I'm good. I guess I'm done. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like, that's it. And it, I started learning English at nine, in 17. Complete immersion, obsession, just moving and then moving around and tracking the Americans. I would like go to Mormons just so I could hear their English. Although I didn't understand anything about Mormon face, but I, they were very sweet and they let me go to their church. So I could just hear them speaking English, you know. And uh, every time I would, because uh, I'm from a huge city and People travel from all over the world in my country, and I would, uh, every time I'm on a bus stop, and if I heard English language, I would literally come up to people and try to say something to them. Where are you from? You know, so I could practice it. And complete immersion, and from 17, I started learning, guess what, 19, I was already here. Just just because I was obsessed with it, you know. But then when I got here, I was like, okay, well, uh, I'm done now. And so guess what? I had a purpose. That's what I told you earlier. You got to have a purpose. I had a purpose. And then I got here. I had no purpose. Yeah. It's sometimes it's not the journey, the destination. It's the journey. Yeah. It's getting to that goal. Yeah. And yeah. then when I got it, I was like, okay, well, now what's next? Now and, what? Yeah. And nobody told me that, well, I should have, in my head, I should have wanted more. And okay, now I'm in the U.S. Now, now I could have 
set a goal. I'm gonna go all over the world now. But I no, I just I didn't know what to do with myself. And also, I had to study business management that I didn't care about. Like if I studied English, because that's what I was upset at that point with. I feel like I would be a lot happier. But you know, y'all, everything had to happen to me so I would be in front of you today. Because if I didn't lose my mind. Uh, I would never become a motivational speaker, and it had to happen. So now I have actually what to talk about. <laughs> um, so you came over from Ukraine with this uh, American that you were translating for? Who, who, yeah, yeah. He was. Uh, he lived in Montgomery, Alabama, uh-huh. and Landmark Church of Christ missionary, and uh, they kind of were like my adopted family, the older family. And I got full ride scholarship, and they would, you know, give me money. They basically sponsored me. And so one of the reasons why I'm so into charity and giving back right now is because I was so blessed, like was basically free ride. Like, yes, I killed my body a little bit with eating disorders, developed eating disorders here. But I just, I mean, I had full ride scholarship and everything was just free. And I'm just so grateful. And now I just believe I've got to pay it forward, you know. Um, But so, and then uh, I had like my whole life, I... Not anymore, but my whole life I had a low self-esteem when it comes to my body because, again, I grew up around, just surrounded with some of the most beautiful people you would ever see. And uh, I look like a plain Jane every day, unless, like, I dress up for a picture or something. But um, (laughs) I I would have to beg to differ because people that are watching the video, this beautiful woman next to me, and and she's saying, oh, I'm not that good looking. Well, We we always compare each other, ourselves to other people, Well, now I... I'm pretty good looking now. Okay, because you've, you've worked I, on. I uh, removed my wisdom teeth, and now I have a fine job. My nose kind of straightened up. It's like a lot had happened to. I don't know when I grew up. When I was growing up, I was like an ugly duck, and then I turned to a dove. Like for real. Like as I grew up, I just my face features has changed. My lips are fuller now. I don't know. I just pretty now. I don't know. It happened. <laughs> so uh, and I, but I didn't know what to do with myself, and uh, I had a low self esteem comes to my body, and I want to be skinny. And uh, I had, I want to tell you something, you guys. That's so important to really pay attention to what you think, because I believe that one thought can kill you, and one thought can heal you. So what happened to me is that I had a thought, and to this day, I don't know where I got that thought from. And the thought was. Ballet dancers, you know, ballet dancers, like beautiful ballet dancers, mm-hmm. they uh, eat and throw up to stay skinny. That's one thought. I don't know, did I read it somewhere? Did, I, did somebody tell me? They will put that thought in my head, whatever heck that was. But I was 19, I was by myself, no mama to tell me what to do, what not to do. A lot of mistakes we make when we get on our own. That's when we make a lot of mistakes. And so I was like, oh, my gosh, that's such a good idea. Mm-mm. I can eat and throw up. That's such a good idea. I thought I was smart. Well, I did not know if you do it for more than 21 days, it becomes a habit. And I became a bad habit. I'm, y'all, I'm very healthy now. But back in the day, that's what I chose to do. And I would eat a lot. And plus, like, there was just the pressure going to college in a different language. It was, like, so hard, y'all. I thought I, was, I, I knew English. I was wrong. Because in order to speak English, you can know 3,500 words of any language and you'll be able to speak. Because on everyday basis, you know, we basically use the same words like eat, go, walk, call, go home. Like there are some common words that we use every day, the same words. Well, when you go to college, there is uh, math English or history English or I went to Christian college, Bible English. There's all these areas in every English 
is just so different. And when you read, I mean, thousands and thousands of words. And I really was behind on my grades and I was determined to make good grades. And so the way I survived is that I would just eat a lot of food and that was like my fuel. And then, of course, I didn't want to keep it because I wanted to be skinny. I would do what I did as an eating disorder person. And then I would just continue to study. And, like, it would take me... Americans can would study in an hour uh, to read a chapter. It would take me 14 hours to read a chapter on accounting because I couldn't freaking understand anything I was saying. And back in the day, there was no apps. I had a paper dictionary. Now it's so much easier to read. First of all, you can just read on your phone. All you have to do is... Um, push but push your finger and then the definition word comes up back in the day every word that I need to know I had to in the book dictionary I had to you know what you call it like this look it up yeah, yeah. look it up look it up scroll but I guess turn a page yeah turn the page <laughs> I had to turn the page every time it's basically it took me forever to read and um and then plus I studied what I didn't want to study and I uh, didn't have any purpose, did not know what to do myself. And so what I was saying to you, if you get one thing from this podcast, like keep setting goals and keep growing because if you don't grow, you're going to die. And that's what happened to me. Like I stopped growing as a person. I didn't have any purpose and I just started uh, isolating myself more and more and more. And in the end, I just like, well, what's the point? I just, I, I, and another thing, uh, I understand it's life, but I was told that I would go home every summer. And then the person who was helping me, he said that he had some problems with business, so he couldn't afford to help me go home in the summer, every summer. So I ended up being in America three and a half years by myself, super homesick. It was just like a lot that has caused me to like, you know what, I'm just going to take a knife and end it. And I feel like God saved me because the knife wasn't sharp enough. Mm. For real. Like it just did not cut. And I kept pressing and pressing. It wouldn't cut. I think it was like an angel because how is it possible you keep pressing on the vein, but it would not cut. Mm. And so it just was not sharp enough. So what happened to me, I kept pressing and pressing. And I was like, and I look at the knife. Well. I guess it doesn't work. I just set it aside. That's it. That was my attempt. Uh, and then uh, a little later, uh, I came up with this genius idea. Y'all don't do it. Uh, but I took a whole bottle of like Advil. I was like, well, that's going to kill me, right? Uh, I got up the next morning. I was like, well, I guess I'm still here. Mm. <laughs> so after those two attempts, like, okay, I'm done. It's and this is within how many years? And how long ago was that? Like, same. Uh, well, that was uh, about uh, 2009, maybe. Mm. Um, and then within the same month or a week? Yeah, or? like, like uh, the same months. Yeah, I just, I was on a mission to, this, this is it. You know, but uh, God saved me here. And now I'm telling y'all, if only I had started what I wanted and had a concept of growth. And if I didn't isolate myself, if I didn't uh, tell all these bad stories to myself, uh, if I would serve and wasn't so selfish um, and would take care of my body, like I, there, there would be no reason to, uh, uh, you know, ha- ha- go do suicide. Like there would not be no reason. And also uh, my face wasn't as strong. And I feel like, well, guess what? If my face was strong, I would not be committing suicide because guess who I turned to to help me recover from eating disorders? God. And I just started reading the Bible every day. Well, that's, that's what I was going to bring it back to. Is It sounds like your faith is 
a big part of who you are right now. Yes. And is that something that started when you were 17, when the missionaries came over from the Church of Christ, the Latter-day Saints? I I don't think I'm allowed to No, 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 they're not Mormons. Not Mormons, okay. The Church of Christ. Church of Christ, Christ. okay. Uh, And I'm just saying that I would study from Mormons because they would let me... You know, talk to them in English, and I'm grateful. Uh, no, just Church of Christ, church of Christ. and uh, they, you know, as as a, as a translator, I would go to church with them, and we had Church of Christ in my country, and so I was like, oh, I like, actually like it. I, I liked it. I like, and I would ask questions and start studying. And um, I'm original Orthodox, but um, Orthodox. So what is that? Catholic? I guess Christian is Orthodox. Orthodox, Catholic, and Protestant, and so I'm Orthodox. Um, mm-hmm. And um, I don't know, I just never really felt as much connection with Orthodox Church as I'm feeling with Church of Christ. And I've been going to Church of Christ ever since. I have a degree from Church of Christ College. I go to church uh, uh, downtown Little Rock, Church of Christ. And I'm just like, I don't know. I like And Church of Christ uh, is like a bunch of nerds, no music. We study the Bible. Like it's, 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 a, it's maybe a little boring, but if you like to study, it's your thing. Like, we, we really, we just study and communicate, we give back. It's not as, like, fun as some churches who do, like, concert-looking uh, uh, services. And they're, they're fun, and some mm-hmm. people really enjoy it. But me, uh, we have speakers who have PhDs. I mean, we're, like, a bunch of nerds over there. And I just, like, if you like to study. I, okay, so I want to go to church uh, somewhere that satisfies me intellectually mm-hmm. and challenges me intellectually and my church because we have, like, super, like, if you gotta be a pastor in my church, you gotta be a little bit educated for sure. And so we have like all these super in- educated men that come and speak, and they really challenge me. And uh, it's y'all uh, Central Church of Christ. It's on Facebook. You can watch online, you know, anytime and see if you like it. You know, join us. But um, and I love what they do for the community, especially like homeless community and the kids. Um, just very, very giving church, and um, I feel like I don't have anybody. I, I had an ex-husband family, but now I feel like my church is my family, and my friends are my family, so this yeah. is my family, so um, that's where we are. So, y'all, I am actually about to go to work. Yeah, that's, but I, that sounds like the, the sign of a good church is uh, one that gives back to the community, that helps out, uh, not just uh, uh, one that, that here passes the offering plate, and then you never see anything Again, so sounds I, like Church of Christ is is helping you, yeah, and helping the community. That's beautiful. Yeah, and I uh, absolutely hate that I have to go because so much more I want to say. Maybe uh, Kiss will let me come back one day. But mm-hmm. uh, y'all, I have this quote that I always uh, finish uh, any speak. Y'all, I speak to hundreds. Well, before you, before yeah. you do the, the last words, I want you to tell people how to find you and that you're going to start your own podcast. That's pretty much why you're here you're you're yeah. eyeing my equipment here and yeah. i, I want to invite look, look you back that. and i want you to to see the things that i have and and I'll, I'll help you in any way do you know the name of your your podcast that you're going to be starting off because i know that you do a lot of lives and that's Just, one thing that we did last uh sunday was we we met uh, in north little rock and and uh had a live and that was fun was it sunday i don't know yeah, just uh, it's probably going to be called Marina Amdream. I don't know. Okay, all right. Uh, so we'll be looking for that. And yeah. then how do people find you on the internet? Uh, Marina M A R I N A, like both Marina, and then Amdream as American Dream Amdream, and I do monthly events. I speak to hundreds of people, and hopefully, uh, you know, you will, uh, you know, like some of the stuff that I do. I'm a writer. I definitely write a lot. That's what I do the most. And uh, you know, if you want to follow me. Um, Definitely got to read a little bit and um, 
hopefully anything that I say is inspiring and I get the stories. I'm inspired by my own life. I feel I've read so many books and uh, I'm yet to read a book that has had a life like mine. And I've, I've, I've had, I feel like anything you want to imagine, I've had it. And that's why so many people can relate to me and I speak to a lot of people and just share my stories. I know it's a risk that I'm taking because I get a lot of judges, a lot of judgment, uh, but I definitely gain more than I lose. And it just comes with internet fame. I say, dream it, do it, succeed, and give. This is my quote. Uh, if you go to marinaamdream.com, you can get it on all types of merch. Uh, but I believe that you got to dream it. Whatever it is, you're going to dream it, right? And since you're going to dream it, then you're going to do it. Oh, yes, you're going to do it. You're going to do it big. Since you're going to do it big, consistently, everything, then you're going to succeed. And once you succeed, the last thing you got to do is give. And so I just believe into this, this almost like the quote that I live by, dream it, do it, succeed, and give. If you do that, you're going to have a meaningful life. And I want to give you, if you see the video, uh, a little necklace that says, he believed, he could, he did. If you go to marinaamdream.com, you can uh, get yourself uh, some inspiration necklaces that I uh, make. But just I want to thank you so much for speaking to me. I mean, let me speak to you. I know it was mumbling y'all it's my first podcast so uh sorry if it was She's not a pro <laughs> <laughs> sorry if it was not perfect or i stumbled and have a long ways to go and a lot of people tell me i should talk more clear but when i'm nervous i speak too fast but hopefully you got something out of today and just want to thank you so much thank for uh, allowing me to be on your podcast and uh hopefully it wasn't too bad <laughs> well marina and dream I, i've enjoyed getting to know you over the years i know that you were a photographer at at a wedding quite a few years ago but uh let's get you off to work thank you so much for being on the what makes you famous podcast <laughs> all right bye guys be on radio what call 501-470-6386 say your name where you're from and you're listening to what the music you want is on radio Radio What, the music you want. Hey guys, this is Shelly G with a fast fact. The most translated film of all time is the Jesus film based on the Gospel of Luke. It has been dubbed in 1,112 languages and has been screened in all the countries in the world, albeit some in private viewings. Do you have a fast fact? Share it with us at Interactive Radio. RadioWhat.com. If you like what you hear, follow What Makes You Famous social media. Use the hashtag What Makes You Famous. Follow on Facebook at What Makes You Famous. Follow on Instagram at What Makes You Famous. Follow on Twitter at Makes Famous. And follow on YouTube at Keys Dan. Leave What Makes You Famous podcast a review and subscribe. Listen to What Makes You Famous podcasts on Podbean, iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, and almost anywhere you find podcasts. Tell your story on my podcast, What Makes You Famous. Call 501-470-6386 and leave a message to set up a time. You can support What Makes You Famous using the PayPal link, paypal.me forward slash keys dan email info at radio what.com 
What Makes You Famous podcast is a production of Keys Dan Enterprises Incorporated at keysdan.com. Thank you for listening.